Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Better Business Podcast. I am your host, Steve Cook, and on today's episode, I have another interview that I was asked to be on um, by the uh, maker of Knowledge Talks podcast. His name is Abhishek Sengupta, and he is an Got a gentleman from India, and he is interviewing me on the topic of innovation. You know, I think that innovation is this big, scary, mystical idea that a lot of people think is reserved for the companies such as Amazon or Tesla. However, I make the plea in this episode that innovation is for all sizes of business, and especially small businesses. I hope you will stick around to listen to this episode a little more. I'm going to cut out the intro where he introduces me because I feel like most of you know uh, my background, and so we'll get right into the interview right now. Welcome to our show, Steve. Man, I'm uh, I'm sorry. I sent you. I probably sent you the longest intro you've ever had to read. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's my pleasure to have you in our show. Awesome. Thanks for having me, man. Right. Uh, Steve, I'm going straight to the point. Innovation in business. Business innovation is an organization's process for introducing new ideas, workflows, methodologies, services, or products. This word in business is a buzzword now, but still many of the entrepreneurs are not well-versed with this concept. We would like to know more about this from you, Steve. Over to you. Yeah, so I think there's two ways to think about innovation. So first off, I think when you say the word innovation, like you just mentioned, a lot of people's minds go to creating a new product. So they think of like Amazon putting $100 million into a certain product or something like that. Um, And it's this group of secret people that are working on the secret project and things like that. That is innovation, of course. However, I think more practically for a small business and and somebody like me, innovation can take place in small little bits throughout each and every day. Um, And so what I think of innovation in our industry is, is friction points for customers, especially where is a where is a pain point for a customer when when a customer comes into your store? Are they always confused on where the counter is when a person comes in? Um, to get loaded with a certain product or, or to pick up their food or whatever it might be, do they not know where to go? Innovation can be just putting a pick up your food here sign in your building or something like that. Um, it can be, you can innovate in, a, in the way that we're using it, um, your website. So maybe a lot of people um, abandon your website after a certain point. Um, so where is that point? Is it the sh- when they show the shipping? Is it that point? Is it from your homepage, you know, so innovation can be this, this idea of creating a new product and spending millions of dollars on, on something. But I think more practically innovation needs to be each and every day. You're trying to make the process of running your business better. Stephen, that's pretty interesting because whenever we think of innovation, people might be thinking, of course, whatever you have said, putting millions of dollars and creating a huge, you know, a team probably for that, doing a subpart of research work. But innovation can even be, uh, even in, in, in its smallest form, probably, you know, uh, simplifying a process, giving a new experience to the customers, probably. At times, it might not require even a single dollar, probably. So I think it's a very, very, uh, a very well-versed concept which you have given. It's a very easy-going concept which you have made. This, in fact, uh, that's 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 pretty interesting. Now, 
It takes me to my second point. How is innovation used in business? Innovation refers to the creation of more effective processes, products, and ideas. For a business, it could mean implementation of new ideas, improving services, or creating a dynamic product. By innovation, we mean changing the business model and making changes in the existing environment to deliver better product or services. How exactly this happens? We, what exactly as an entrepreneur one should do to use innovation in a proper way in business? Over to you, Stephen. So if you want to innovate as an entrepreneur, what you have to do is <laughs> you can't look at what other people are doing. That's the number one thing. You have to look at yourself. You have to look at your business and say, what does my business need? And that's the sole job of an entrepreneur is to keep that business alive and keep that business running. That's their, their whole job is to keep profit or growth or whatever your goal is. Um, so I think each entrepreneur needs to look at their individual business. Now, what's incredible is that at different stages of your business life cycle or at different times of the year or whatever that might be, each business might need innovation in different areas. So for us right now, um, we've gone through an incredible growth period over the last like six to 12 months. Um, so we don't need to innovate in the way that we market or in the way that we gain new customers and stuff like that. That's not where we need to innovate right now. We need to innovate on how can we get products to the other stores better? How can we, um, you know, streamline the process of checking people out and ringing people up and, and things like that? How can we innovate the process that we hire people and train people? Um, so really this idea of innovation can be different for each and every individual business. And then once you figure that out, it's constantly changing. You constantly have to figure out how can I make this better? How can I make this better? You know, um, and finally, I, I think what you have to do is look at your budget, right? So we talked about Amazon earlier spending $100 million. I think they spent $200 million on the Amazon Fire phone um, trying to trying to create a new product that ended up failing. I think they shut that down. Um, you need to look at yourself and your business through that lens of how much money can I spend right now? So your, that will either accelerate your innovation or limit your elevation depending on your situation right now. So like I was talking about, we might have gone through an incredible period of growth. And so we might have a lot of money to spend on, you know, innovating the ways that we, maybe we um, create a new distribution center or maybe we um, acquire new vehicles or something like that to get products to the other stores. Um, and so we have the money to do that right now. But maybe you're just starting out and you're trying to figure out how can I how can I get customers better? How can I improve my website? And that might be you have zero dollars to spend. Um, so that will determine how and what you innovate as well, um, depending on how much money you have and what you need at the time. Well, Stephen, that's a great concept which you have just uh, explained. First and foremost, you have rightly said that instead of looking to the whole world, we should introspect ourselves where exactly we require the innovation. It could be in form of product, it form could be in form of sale, distribution, and so on. Now, uh, you have rightly said that, you know, 
budget, that means allocation of resources is pretty important. Amazon can definitely do, you know, hundreds of million dollars in a phone and everything. But of course, as a startup, one may not have that much budget. So it's important that how much resources, it could be monetary resources, it could be a non-monetary resources, it could be time, whatever you take it as. So it's important how much budget we can allocate towards this you know innovation this allocation of resources is very very important because you know startup most of the time they really suffer with the money they even suffer with budget they even have got that's 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 the basic problem what the startup has so it's these two points are really really important for any business unit this takes me to my next point why innovation is important in business now successful innovation allows you to add value to your business so that you can increase your profit if you don't innovate well your business will be in a plateau now innovation helps you to stay ahead of competition now with globalization and rapidly changing market there are more competing business than ever before could you enlighten us on this stephen yeah i would say that um the ability to do business globally is um, it can be crippling for people, but only if you think of that in a way of price um, or only if you think of that in a, in a limited mindset. So um, this idea of globalization, I think, is the biggest um, danger factor in, in things like Alibaba and uh, Amazon and, you know, those type of companies have definitely um, limited the way that people do business are able to get an incredible amount of margin um, in their business. Now, that being said, there is, I think, a huge opportunity for all small businesses to behave in a way that those large businesses can't. And what I mean by that is um, no global business is ever going to, they might have a mascot or something similar to that, but no global business is going to be able to make the CEO the person that you talk to, make the CEO the person that, you know, and Jeff Bezos, I mean, he is very popular and Elon Musk with Tesla, um, they are very popular um, amongst, you know, the United States for sure and probably a lot in the world, but those people are not going to be the face of their business in a way that a small business can. So I think what a small business has to do to innovate, um, to stay competitive, if you will, in a, in a global marketplace is you have to play to your strengths. So do not compete with, um, and, and for us, you know, Walmart is one of the most, you know, basic retailers that is just crushing prices and things like that constantly. Um, don't try to compete on price with Walmart. Don't try to compete on price with Alibaba or Amazon or whatever that might be. Um, stick to what you can be good at. So that might be customer service. That might be the, the owner being involved um, in the marketing, the owner being involved in a lot of the transactions, the owner, um, you know, making calls and stuff like that. That actually means more to people. You know, when I, when I tell people I'm the owner or, or whatever, um, maybe I have to call a customer or something like that. I don't do that because I'm trying to get recognition from them or something like that. I want them to know like how much their business means to me. Um, and so that's something that, you know, you can play to your strengths. So yeah, it is scary that the globalization, you know, it's so much easier to do business around the entire world now than it used to be. Um, but I think with that brings a lot of opportunity because with those monsters, they can't behave the same way that a small business can. 
That's really great, Stephen. You have rightly mentioned that, you know, you have to first segregate and find our unique proposition, of course. As you have rightly said that, you know, uh, the owner of, of course, uh, you know, Alibaba cannot do that. Jack Ma cannot do like that. Of course, Elon Musk cannot do like that. Then Jeff Bezos cannot do like that. He cannot pick up the call and call every customer. But of course, the small business owners can do that. This, uh, this gives, I, I must say, when the owner gets directly involved in all these things, then uh, it gives a confidence to the end users or probably distributors or probably the customers, I must say, number one. And secondly, you have rightly pointed out that, uh, you know, it really means, uh, you know, for them, it means that how important they are there for the business. So this gives a, a vantage to that, I must say, what I call a business and client or business customer relationship. This is really important. So like this, there could be many innovative ideas which could be, uh, you know, suited for various uh, sections of business, probably one section of business, it could be uh, uh, something else, but for other section of business, it could be something else. Right. So this takes me to my next point. How does innovation make a business successful? Now, innovation is vital for companies' success in today's highly competitive business environment, especially as customer becomes more demanding and savvier. Innovation doesn't have to be a world-changing breakthrough. It can involve simple, incremental improvements in any area of the company. We would like to understand from you, Stephen, how innovation brings success in business. Well, you, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head with, with what you said at the very end of that innovation can be small, minor changes, or it can be a huge change. And I think that goes back to what we talked about earlier, that it depends on what your business looks like right now. If your business is steeply declining in sales and it's not going well, you might have to make major changes. Um, however, you know, I think with these small incremental changes that you mentioned, um, a lot of businesses I believe Tony Robbins says that most people overestimate what they can accomplish in a day and they underestimate what they can accomplish in a decade. Um, and, you know, I think that's true with business as well. Most people are like, we're going to change this. We're going to change this. We're going to change this all, you know, by next week. And then they, they overestimate what they can do in a week, but they underestimate, you know, these small changes. Hey, we're just going to do this. And we're going to stick with that for three months. And then we're going to make this change. We're going to stick with that for three months. You know, they underestimate what can happen by just making those small changes that you mentioned. Um, so I guess to boil it down, um, I think that innovation is very crucial to every business. And innovation meaning like what we talked about at the very beginning of this, how the customer experience is. Um, innovation could be in your marketing. Innovation could be in even your book work and how you do book work and things like that. It can be um, new products and don't, you know, we've, we've knocked a lot of the new product development and things like that, but that's very important for a lot of, you know, IT or software companies and things like that. Um, so, um, you know, I think to boil it down, innovation is very necessary because if you ever stop, someone is going to be working quickly after you to, to make those changes. And then rightly, they can potentially put you out of business. Oh, that's great. Uh, uh, certain very good pointers which we got from you, Stephen, is number one is that uh, if you do your small changes probably every day in a year, probably that will lead to 365 
changes in a year. So likewise, people, you know, you know, if people always overestimate what can they do in a small frame of time, because that's something where they require a right mentorship. They can say oh, within a week, I can do this, I can do that. But if you ask them what they can do in a decade, probably they don't have an idea. So it's always said it a minor deflection or probably a minor deflection every day can lead to a huge deflection at the end of the year. So probably that is definitely there. So I'll go to the, my next point. What makes an business idea innovative, a product or an idea becomes innovative when it stands out from the rest and truly makes the customer's life easier, a successful change that can convert knowledge and idea into benefit in form of new or improved product or services, which is capable of being innovative. We would like to know more and could you enlighten us on this idea, business idea innovation? Over to you. On, on, on exactly, just kind of expand your point a little bit on, on which side of customer, on the customer side? Yes, the customer size. Yeah, I think, I think innovation on the customer side is probably the most crucial um, to, because when you put yourself in the shoes of a customer, that is what should drive all of your innovation, right? So when you put yourself in the shoes of a customer, no matter what business you're in, maybe you're selling clothes. If you put yourself in the shoes of a customer, you would say, okay, first, like, would I wear that? <laughs> well, that helps you innovate your products, right? Or, or no, I wouldn't even wear that. It's, it's not even comfortable. Okay. Well, we need to innovate new products. Okay. Then next step, how, how functional is my website? Well, you know, um, ah, they can figure it out or whatever that might be. Um, well, that's not very, it's not a great website. You know, you have to be honest with yourself, but if you put yourself in the shoes of a customer, that should answer all of the innovation that you need to make. It's as simple as that. Um, it, so that might be that your product is great. It might be that your website is great, but your return and exchange policy and your customer service is terrible. Um, it might be, you know, so it, I think where a lot of people forget to innovate as well is marketing. Put yourself in the shoes of a customer. If I had this ad pop up right before you're about to watch a video, is that fun or is that not fun? Well, no, that would, that would make me mad. Okay. Well, don't put it there. <laughs> you know, make marketing that people would want to watch. Maybe it's, maybe it's educational, maybe it's entertaining or it's fun to watch or something like that. So if you put yourself in the shoes of your customer, it can drive and um, help you on all of the innovation that you should have in your business. Well, that's that's pretty simple because because whenever people think of innovation, they think of a very complicated state, you know steps like. But you have really simplified the thing. You have rightly said, just put yourself into the shoes of the customer, and the rest will fall in place. Because you can have an amazing product, you can have an amazing website. You have to just take a feedback with what exactly customer wants and what exactly can make a life better for customer. So I think that's, 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 I must say that's the golden word that businesses must take care of. I think one last point on that too is, um, you know, a lot of people, what they do is, is they have this innovation that the customer drives their business. And I don't want to say it like the customer's um, mindset and the customer is not important. But I think a lot of times the customer doesn't know what they want. Um, so I'll give you an example. When we first, um, we're, we have a, a large, pretty large uh, local delivery service. 
And so what we ended up doing was we ended up putting our, uh, creating a fully functional website where you can place all of your orders on the website. You click certain buttons and the order will show up at your door. At first, a lot of people hated that because they said, well, it's easier to just call on the phone. Well, I knew what they didn't know, which was <laughs> you're going to like it eventually once you learn how to use it because you can place that order at midnight in the middle of the night. You can place that order at four in the morning. You can place that order whenever you want. You, we, you don't have to wait for us when we put you on hold. We don't have to sit there and, and ring up your order incorrectly. So, you know, I think the customer needs to drive your decisions in that innovation. However, don't be afraid to innovate beyond what the customer, some of the customers, if I said, do you want us to create a website where you can place your orders? They would have said, no, you know, I, I'm fine with calling. You almost have to predict even farther into the future than, than what the customer wants as well. What I really feel is that, you know, the educating customer at times really have, because customer is used to with a certain form of process, probably the calling, they are the best, they will just pick up the call and, okay, I want this, 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 the order and that's over. Probably they don't know what is the convenience they can have by placing an order uh, over a website. Probably if you ask me, I always do, you know, ordering and all those grocery shopping after working hours. Once I come back and everything, this is the thing, okay, add them to the cart pay them over and out and they're next year they're there at the doorstep. So probably that education and what exactly, uh, 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 what we call it is giving a demo to the customer. Nowadays, a lot of demo options are there, probably don't have to do it physically, probably just a link and this is how you can do that makes the thing better. So once the customer is used to, probably once the end user is used to a certain process, it takes a little time to, you know, shift to a new process. But Change is hard. Absolutely, change is hard, absolutely. So once they do this, they are probably, even uh, more comfortable uh, uh, from where they were at that point of time. So I think I think that's, that's a very good point which you have taken up. Now, next point is what encourages innovation in business? Now, innovation in business comes with a right atmosphere. This includes free flow of ideas. This includes uh, right feedback. This includes authority to work freely, etc., etc. Now, real reason can be much more than these. We would like to know what steps in business encourages innovation. Over to you, Stephen. I would say, you know, from a if just if you take a step back and say, why would any business innovate? Well the reason why you would innovate is you are trying to make something better for the customer, better for the business or whatever that might be. Well, why are you doing that? So you can make more money, right? <laughs> so the business can make more money. So if you take a step back and look at it from an overarching theme, the only, everyone hates change like you just talked about. So that that's a business owner, that's employees. I mean, most people hate change, you know? Um, so if you take a step back and say, the only reason I'm willing to innovate, the only reason I'm willing to change stuff is because I know that I have to do it to make the business successful. Well, why do I care about the business being successful? Well, so I can make more money. So how can I now boil down that question to how can I make my employees care about innovation? Is there financial incentive for them? Is it? Does it help their work-life balance? Does it make their lives easier? Does it, you know, they have to have some sort of benefit involved or, you know, um, 
why would they do it? You know, if I, if I was putting myself in the shoes of an employee um, that worked for me and I said, Hey, come up with all these ideas, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, they, they might find it fun or entertaining or whatever it might be. But at the end of the day, if there's not some sort of incentive, whether it be financial incentive or whether, you know, it's, it's days off from work, whether it's um, it makes their lives easier. Hey, you know, and it might be as simple as this. I know that a lot of people have been getting yelled at by customers over this. How can we fix this to make your lives better? You know, it doesn't have to be a financial incentive every time. It can be, this makes your lives easier, <laughs> you know, um, which in turn makes my life easier. But um, at the end of the day, I, I guess basically you have to put yourself in the, the shoes of an employee and say, if I was in that position, why would I care about this? Because innovation doesn't just come from a 30-minute brainstorm session. Innovation comes when you go home at night and you're, you're in the shower and you think of something. It, it comes when you're driving to work and you you know something clicks and you think of something when you're driving your car or whatever. Well, how are you going to make employees care that much to think about work outside of when they're being paid? How are you going to make them care so much? You know, So there has to be some sort of incentive involved. So that might be a tiny bit of financial or whatever um, incentive that might be. Um, there has to be something in it for them. Um, so I think that's up to the business owner or the leader to decide that. Well, that's pretty pretty interesting. I I just uh, you know mention an incident. It's not an incident. This is general thing which went in nineties because probably that time I was probably in in, in in my schools, high schools probably. You know when the computers, computerized system first started arriving in India and everything. You know government has taken okay now everything every right from banking and everything everything will be computerized. And you know instead of welcoming that change, people started fearing. Okay, in case the computer comes, you know computerized system comes probably. It's going to take my job. job. Yes. It's going to, we will be out of job. Those, they started opposing, opposing, opposing. Now, instead of forcefully implementing, the government has taken a stand that, okay, we will educate that. That will make your work easier. That will make your life simpler. And probably you can, the, the work which you can do, which, which right now takes around whole day, probably it can be done in a few hours. So it will make you more efficient. So that's what, this is one aspect of this, which, which I can remind of. So that's there. And secondly, you have rightly pointed that, you know, innovation doesn't come with a 30 minute brainstorm over the table or over the board, uh, boardroom. You know, innovation is uh, an idea of innovation is just like a flash of light, probably from while driving to work, while it might come, while having, while uh, having a drink, probably while meditating, while exercising, it might come at any point of time. So these two are very good pointers, which we got from you, Stephen. Right. Uh, I'll go to my next point, risks in innovation. Now, innovation is a process which cannot be successful every time. There is a substantial chance of failure. This might lead to various problems at some time or other. Many startups or many uh, new uh, businesses really find it difficult to cope up with the risk and many fear that if they go for such kind of innovation, the risk and failures might haunt them really bad. Could you please highlight the risks involved in innovation and how to handle them? Over to you. Yeah, I mean, um, there's there's countless examples of entrepreneurs that took massive risks. You know, um, however, I think that the majority of entrepreneurs that are the wealthiest and sustained that amount of wealth for an extended period of time have found a way to. Um, 
extremely leverage every amount of risk that they take. Um, and so I think this question of risk and innovation goes back to our original um, point at the very beginning of you have to figure out what stage of life you're in right now or what stage your business is in right now. So for some people that might be that, you know, they can risk up to $500, but beyond that, that's, you know, a ton of um, risk for them. It might be at a stage where they can um, risk tens of millions of dollars. And if it flops, so be it. Um, so I think you have to question yourself. And like we had mentioned before, I think the most common way that innovation can take place is by doing the work, um, doing the work without some sort of financial risk. I think it's getting team members on board and having, you know, brainstorming sessions and, and um, doing those things that you know you need to do and just putting in the work to do them. Um, I, I think this idea of I can't really change much about my business because I don't have the money is, is I think that's garbage. You know, 90% of the things that a business needs to change um, or that most small businesses need to change. It's just work. It's not, there's no financial um, in, implications involved for the, a lot of those, which I know that most people you're paying them by the hour. So that, that does come with some financial, you know, um, incentive or, or whatever financial risk, I guess. But I think that most people um, just cleaning up the front of their building or, um, you know, innovating very small changes about the, the customer experience and things like that, that's all just work. That's not a lot of financial risk involved. Um, so this idea that you have to have money to innovate um, and things like that, I think that just comes from, um, you know, this idea that I'm going to develop this million dollar product or whatever, which is for most people, it, it's not worth it. It's not something that they need to waste their time on. No, that's pretty interesting. There are, you, you have rightly mentioned that two things. First is you have mentioned uh, uh, beforehand only that you should allocate the resource, but how much risk you can take. It could be $500, it can 500 million. It's up to the business owner uh, to decide on. And secondly, you have not every, you know, uh, not every kind of innovation requires a financial burden. Probably, you know, minor changes or process related changes, making a little changes can also lead to an innovation, but that might not be as risky as, you know, putting in 500, uh, probably $500 million like this. So one has to equally evaluate what kind of innovation they can go for. It could be a process related innovation. It could be a, uh, probably an implementation of a new idea instead of making a complete new product and setting up a new factory, etc., etc. So it can happen in any way, anyhow, any moment as well. So it was pretty interesting. So this brings us to the end of our talk show. And uh, it was a wonderful talking to you, Stephen. And we got a lot of good pointers and especially different aspects of innovation we have uh, discussed. And I'm sure many of us will get benefited from this. Stephen, any closing remarks would you like to put? No, I think uh, just this idea of innovation is... Um... You know, when you think about innovation, anybody who's trying to innovate is probably a hard worker. <laughs> but I think that that's at the end of the day, that is innovation is if you're willing to change things and if you're willing to try to constantly improve your business, um, it's just hard work. Um, and the amount of work that you put into something is typically about what you'll get out. Um, and 
Um, I think that if you will just work hard on your business and work hard and be honest about, I think a lot of people are not honest with um, how confusing things might be in their business or how confusing, I can't tell you how many businesses I go into that I'm confused on where to even order or where to go or, you know, different things like that. So if you will have an honest um, conversation with yourself about the customer experience, that's what can drive this innovation and, a lot of it's just hard work. There's no financial incentive involved. Well, you have rightly mentioned these two factors. One is hard work and second is being honest. And you have rightly said that many, uh, you know, uh, pretend that they are honest, but in fact, they are not. This is number one. And secondly, of course, we have to do a hard work. There's no substitute of hard work, whatever, you know, hard work pays whatever, you know, you, you, you take a note of any successful people, they have worked really hard at some point of time or other. There is no substitute of hard work. And of course, hard work pays. This is one. It was nice speaking to you, Stephen. And uh, if anyone of you would like to connect with Stephen, I will give uh, his Instagram handle. Probably you can connect with him over that. And uh, I'll also give the link of his podcast uh, in, in the description of this uh, of this episode and you can really benefit from his podcast. I have personally, uh, uh, you know, listened to many of its episodes and it's amazing. It's wonderful. It's amazing. Believe me. Thank you so, for saying that. <laughs> it's my pleasure all this. I'll be back with many such episodes. Till then, stay tuned, stay connected, have a great day. And thank you so much, Stephen, for being with us. You're welcome. Thank you.